0: Walchiaro well, Tefano, Cornat Carry, aho. My name is Nat and I'm part of the leadership team here at Kings. It's great to be with you in whatever that looks like, wherever you are right now, uh, in your own home, or whoever you're watching it with. And I just want to start by asking you a question. And my question is this where does your strength come from? Where does your strength come from? You know, if we were to, ask, if we were to go out on the streets and ask the average person that question, what do you think they would say? Maybe they might say, hey, well, my strength comes from my whanau, my family, uh, the people I'm close to, that's where I get my strength from. Perhaps others would say, mine comes from my stability of, of my job and my ability to earn and provide for my needs, that's where I feel strength comes. Or maybe others would say, well, I was raised that I can't trust anyone else, so my strength has to come from me because that's the only person I can trust. Well, it's a good question to be asking right now, and some of us might actually feel, hey, my strength is gone, or my strength has been taken away from me in the season that we're in. And as followers of Jesus, we might want to reframe this question slightly. We might want to say, We want to ask the question, does our strength come from the outside, from other people, from our circumstances? Or does our strength come from the Spirit of God that lives within us? How would you honestly respond to that question? I know for me personally, I find that question of where does my strength come from actually pretty confronting and in quite a deeply searching question, if I'm honest. You see, one is a sure foundation. When our strength comes from the Spirit of God, that is a strong foundation we can build our lives in. The other, outward circumstances, it's, it's faulty and it's weak at best, and really no more so than in a time like this of both global and personal crisis. It makes you rethink, where does my strength come from? And what I want to do uh, this morning is I want to read just one short scripture from Paul's letter, his second letter to Timothy. He writes this, this is 2 Timothy 2.1, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in God's grace. I'm convinced that, especially at times like we're in now, God is wanting to build a church full of people who are strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Whole communities who are finding their strength from grace and are able to then transform the communities around them. So I want to look at that a little bit this morning. So what does it mean? What does it mean to be strong in the grace of God? Well, I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean being strong in yourself. It doesn't mean wearing that mask, that, maybe that Christian mask, and looking like you've got it all put together. Actually, that's a lie that, that many Christians buy into, is that we must appear strong, or we must find our strength in our own gifting, our own abilities, and, and really find it in ourselves. And actually that hamstrings people from ever finding maturity in Christ. Actually, when Paul wrote this, these uh, short words to Timothy, he was in a pretty weak place. To Timothy is one of the prison letters that Paul wrote from a, a pretty dark and dingy prison where he was awaiting probable execution. Well, he, he probably thought, that was what was going to happen, and, and history would say that is what happened. He was alone, um, whole churches and whole regions had deserted him, people had turned their backs on him. He, In his own strength, he was at a, a very, very low point when he wrote these words to Timothy. In another one of his prison letters, he wrote this, this is Philippians 4, 12-13, I know what it's, how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learnt the secret of facing the plenty and hunger of abundance and need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. We used to sing a song when I was a kid. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's probably not the tune, but um, we used to sing that. And it was always, to me and, and probably to others, conjured up a sense of you know, we can take over the world, we can fly like Superman through God's strength. But actually the context here is Paul saying, I can find strength in my even in my weakness, even in my, in my hunger, even in my need. I can be strong in the grace of God. Paul wasn't walking around with a thin veneer of a mask, sort of, I've got it all sorted. How are you, my brother? I'm fine. You're fine. Actually, no, Paul was real about the gritty nature that life can be. But he was so full of strength in God and he found his strength in the grace of God. So my first point is this. If you want to be strong in the grace of God, you need to take your mask down. You need to be real with others about your struggles, about the things that, you, that are tough. You need to be able to get help and be authentic about the good and the bad in your life. And more than that, it's about becoming a safe person that others can open up to and they can find strength in you or they can find um, uh, hope as they share with you because you're a safe person who they know that, that will, will receive them in grace. So if you want to be strong in the grace of God, take your mask down. Now there's a couple of other things that I'd like to um, touch on this morning. Two other points about this verse that I think are important for us. Number one, it means being strong in the grace of God means this. It means knowing the grace of God. It means knowing and understanding what it means to be a person who has received the grace of God. Number two, it's about allowing space for the grace of God to work powerfully in your life. So number one, it means knowing the grace of God. I'm not going to go into this hugely here, but what I want to just say is that it is absolutely crucial to your walk with God that you have an understanding of grace and the grace of God. Actually, it is fundamental to our Christian walk, but for many, it remains a theory or not something that they really understand. They revert back to, uh, trying to earn it with God or or trying to pull themselves up, up by their bootstraps. And I would encourage you, if you want to delve deeper, one of the best places to go is a book by Terry Virgo called God's Lavish Grace. It is such a fundamental work on what it means to be saved by grace. Also, you could go back to a talk I did four weeks ago that really dug deeper into that. But I would just say to you, whether you know God or whether you don't know God, This is like one of the starting points that we actually never move from is understanding God's grace. So we'll leave that point there. But really I want to stay with the second point, which is this. We need to, to be strong in the grace of God, we need to allow grace to have its full work in our life. And I think this is really what the verse, what the point of Paul's verse where he said, be strong in grace. It's this, we need to let it fully permeate, take root, and take over our lives. So what does that mean? And how does that look? Well, what you agree with in your life, you give power to. And what you give space for in your life, you give power to. Adam and Eve agreed with the snake in the garden And they gave power to the lie about God and about themselves. They gave power to that lie in their lives and in the lives of everyone to come. They made space for, they agreed with, and they empowered that lie. Well, actually, in the same way, we can agree with and make space for the grace of God in our lives. And when we do that, it has power to change us. You see, God's grace is is not just nicey-nicey. It's actually the power of God to change us. The, the starting point of understanding grace is the unmerited favor of God. It's Christ's riches, uh, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's the fundamental truth about grace. But it's also the power of God to change you and to change the world around us through the Holy Spirit. And we need to agree with that. We need to make space for grace and it will have a huge effect on the way we walk and on the way we relate to others and on the way we build the kingdom here. Really it's a lot like this. I want you to just imagine for a moment that you live on in a hot humid remote jungle far away from civilization and you live in this small cramped hut just meters off the floor this hut that you've built in your own bare hands out of wood. Now all day long you're fighting for survival. You're gathering firewood. You're protecting yourself from creatures that are trying to, to kill you. You're, you're gathering food. You're, you know, you're boiling water. You're making your food. You're, you're trying to you know, not catch infections and diseases. And, and it's just it's hard work. And all day you're fighting through the furnace of the heat, of the oppressive jungle heat. But as you do this, Actually at the edge of your clearing, there is this shallow blue lagoon and flowing into this lagoon is this cascade of blue, cool, refreshing water coming down in a waterfall. And actually your favorite thing, your highlight of your day, multiple times a day, is you strip off the the rags, the dirty, smelly rags that you have and you wade into the lagoon and you wade under the waterfall and you receive its refreshing, And it strengthens you and it cools you down from the heat of the day. For you, your life is about wading under that waterfall. That's where your source of joy and your strength comes from. Now, if you're in this circumstance, you would not even consider not going under the waterfall. Every day it's hot. Every day it's humid. Every day is, is tricky and there's pressures and there's stresses and you've got to do all this hard work just to survive, there's no way you wouldn't do it. It's right there, it's the best thing you've got in your world. You can't live without it. Well, actually, many of us in this circumstance, figuratively speaking, we toil away, we sweat, we survive. And then we look over our shoulder and we say, yep, the waterfall is still there. I still believe in the waterfall. In theory, I love the waterfall. And then we carry on with the hard work. We carry on with the toil without enjoying its goodness. We don't get the benefit from it. We don't make space for the waterfall of God's grace, so to speak, in our lives. It isn't our priority to wade under the waterfall as a a daily or as a regular basis in in our day. And we suffer for it. And we're weak because of it. That really can be the way that we approach the grace of God by His Spirit. We go about our days bombarded with stresses and pressures and the sin of this life. We, we battle the, the flesh, the devil, and the world. And all the while, God is saying, come and wade under the waterfall. Come and be refreshed. Come and wade into that and just sit there under it and receive my strength. Receive my refreshing. But sometimes we go through these things and we just say, yeah, I believe in it. It's good. It's all good. It's over there. I believe it and I'm I'm carrying on with the way I'm living my life. That is the challenge that I want to bring you today is to come and receive strength from the waterfall of God's grace. That is always being poured out. It never stops. It is constant, but it is our choice whether we keep it as a theory or as we go and get wet every day, that we get refreshed, that we get cooled off and we live under that waterfall. It's the choices that you make with what you know. That's the challenge that I want to, want to bring to you. Some people would say that the biggest problem for many of us lies in the difference between knowing and doing. It's not the knowing that's the problem, it's turning the knowing into doing. And that common sense is not always common practice. And this is not a complicated challenge, a complicated message. I just want to bring that refreshing challenge back to you of, are you getting under the waterfall? Are you living your life in the way that you know is going to refresh you, it's going to give you strength, that is going to build you up and, and actually cause you to become more like Christ? So what does that look like for me? Well. Sometimes it's just helpful to hear other people's stories. It's not that you copy others, but it can be a practical thing just to help you get thinking about what this could look like for you. Well, for me, it looks like uh, carving out time in my day to be with God. So I try every day, but probably six days a week. I am up earlier than the rest of the family. I have three kids. Uh, All of last year, we were living in a house of 10 people. So for me, it was getting up earlier than everyone else, or most people in the the household. And it was going to the garage because it was quiet and it was my own space. And I would go into the garage, and I do this still, did it this morning, and I will just worship God. And I will get under that waterfall and I will get refreshed in His grace and feel His favor and His unconditional love over me. And I adore Him. And for me, that, that is where I find my strength. I read scriptures, I pray about the day to come, I be with God and just receive from His his love. For me, it's not about, I'm not getting through a program. I'm not ticking off um, chapters of, of scripture like a kind of, gotta get through this much. My aim, although I do all those things, my aim is to be refreshed in God. Through the scriptures, through His presence, my aim is to get under that waterfall. I'm aiming to strengthen myself in the grace of God. Now, it's funny, because my wife, Minalene, if I don't do this for a few days, um, she'll say to me, when was the last time you, you got time with God? Because she can see it has an effect on the way I father, on the way I am as a husband, and I just, I lose strength. I don't, I don't, I don't do those things as well um, when, I, when I'm not getting that time with God. And she'll say to me, you know, when was the last time you did that? And actually, it'd be better for us if you just go and... <laughs> Go for a walk. Go for a walk and be with God and come back refreshed because actually we'll, we'll gain more from you. We'll connect better with you. You'll, you'll be more of a blessing to us as a family when you're strengthened in the grace of God. Sometimes it's good to have a straight-talking wife. <laughs> Do you know, for me, it also looks like a few other things. Early this year, God spoke to me in a dream, actually, and he said to me, um, I need to get time in silence with him three times a day, which is not something that I am particularly good at or had done in the past. And he said just for five minutes, three times a day, you need to to be silent before me and and receive grace. So I've been trying to do that and it's been a learning process because silence doesn't come naturally for me. But it might be in the morning and then in the middle of the day and at the end of the day, uh, in the middle of the day, it, sometimes I'll be at work at, at, in my office in town, and I'll just go into a meeting room, I'll shut the door, and I will put the timer on five minutes, and I'll just calm myself down. I'll, the whirring of my brain, I'll try and calm that down from the, the tasks and what's happening with church and what's happening with the family, and just allow God to quietly start ministering to my soul and to, to, to wash grace over me. And although I still feel like in terms of uh, learning how to meditate and meditate on God, I'm still learning. I'm just a real learner. I'm receiving grace from doing that. So for me also, it's about, uh, it's about reading the scriptures, as I've said. It's about going for walks with God. It's about good books and talks that actually feed my soul on, on the Father's love for me and His grace, the way He looks at me with grace as a child. It's also about um, speaking with close friends and spending time with close friends where we can encourage each other and prophesy over each other and, and, and encourage one another. That rec- I receive grace through that. For me, it's about this. So I'm, I'm finding ways in my life to, to be strengthened in the grace of God. It's about wading under the waterfall every day and spending time doing that and being refreshed by His cool, refreshing love that says to me, Hey, you're not, your value is not based on what you do. It's not based on how well you achieve this job or, or it's not based on the good things you have done or the, or the bad you've done that you wish you hadn't do. It's about receiving God's grace and finding your strength through that. It's about the receiving and sitting under that waterfall. And my, my question for you, and maybe the guys can come back up, and they're going to lead us in a song. My question for you would be, what does this look like? How are you strengthening yourself in God? It's different for everyone. You don't need to do what I do. You need to work out what works for you. But is it a priority in your life as a follower of Jesus to to wade under the waterfall? In your times with God, do you feel stale? Do you feel like, oh, maybe you once got really refreshed, but you've kind of... You're ticking off a list or you're trying to get through something. Or are your times with God actually filled with guilt or worry? If that's the case, I would encourage you to go back to my my point of understanding the grace of God and actually digging that well, uh, digging out the truth in the scriptures about God's grace so that when you are being able to be under that waterfall, you're actually able to receive it. You'll be able to receive the truth that he loves you based on what Jesus has done on the cross. And through his love for you, he chose you before the foundation of the world, not based on what you have done or haven't done. God is calling us to be strong in the grace of God. God is calling us, figuratively speaking, to wade under the waterfall and actually stay there, live your life there, camp there while God strengthens you. I want you just to picture or imagine what it would be like to be part of a church community or in this nation if all churches were full of Christians who were strong in the grace of God and growing further. Well, it starts with you and it starts with me. It's a personal challenge from the Father. And I really just felt as I was preparing this that God was saying he's calling us deeper. So what I want to do is I want to just pray, pray over us. And these guys, they're going to helpfully lead us in a song really to get under the waterfall, to wade under the waterfall right now to receive God's grace, to to put, put common sense into practice and to give time for God to pour out his grace upon us. Father, I just want to thank you so much that you're here with us, Lord. Father, even right now, I want to ask that you would come with your waves of grace over us. Lord, we know that life can be stressful and, and pressurised, <laughs> but Lord, we thank you that you've overcome the world, yes, Jesus. and you did that by your grace. Father, we want to be people of grace. Lord, if you cut us in half, you want to see grace through every layer of every part of our life as you permeate it by your Spirit. Lord, I pray you grow us up as a people, no longer tossed and turned by the waves of of this and that and external things, but strengthened by the Spirit of God and the grace of God within us. And Holy Spirit, as we just... Sing this last song, I pray. Would you come and refresh us? Would you come speak to our hearts? Would you come and change the trajectory of some of our lives into your plans and your purposes, Lord? No longer infants, but growing up into the mature body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, guys.